Hey, welcome to Stay at Home Dads with your favorite host, Justin, here at the helm of this ship. All right, all right, all right. Can't quite believe it. This is actually episode number 20. Pretty amazing, right? Quite frankly, I'm impressed. Started this thing almost, what, four months ago now. Still plugging away. It's almost therapeutic for me, I guess. Uh, but I really hope you guys are getting some enjoyment, your insight, or enlightenment, or something, a variation of one of those things. And also, I've been watching the stats a little bit on Podbean. That's where my podcast is hosted. I've been seeing some stats on there, and I've actually been seeing some download numbers kind of coming up a little bit. I, I mean, it's little peanuts for this little thing, but uh, it makes me happy. You know, it's uh, it's really exciting to see. So thank you for that. I really, really appreciate it. All right, so I was cruising through the old social media like I usually do and shouldn't do. Now, I think I was actually on YouTube Shorts. Well, I don't know if you know what YouTube Shorts are. It actually says beta on my phone, so I don't know if it's available to everybody. Maybe it is. But anyways, they're short little clips, 20, 30 second clips, you know. So a lot of information sometimes. Sometimes it's trash. And anyways, I saw this clip of my favorite man crush, Matthew McConaughey. And uh, that guy, he could sell ice to an Eskimo. I mean... He makes me want to buy a Lincoln. He makes me want to buy some, what, wild turkey, whatever he sells, I'm buying. Anyways, he was in an interview with this, what, psychologist, Jordan Peterson. I'm not sure if you know who Jordan Peterson is, but he's a pretty well-renowned professor, psychologist, author. He does a podcast. He's on YouTube all over the place. He's actually a pretty interesting dude to listen to at times. Um, anyways, during the short, McConaughey was talking to Peterson about his new book, Green Lights. Haven't read it yet. It's on my list. It actually sounds quite compelling, so I need to check that out at some point. Anyways, he was telling a story about being raised by his parents and some interactions and stuff like that. Let's just take a quick listen to this clip that I cut. While I choose to maybe give consequences to my children in different ways than my father and mother did. Um, there was absolutely no cashness to why and when he did punish us. None. I talk about in there, you know, the values that were instilled even by the antonyms of the words that we got in trouble for saying. To not, to, to get my first butt whooping for saying I can't. Oh, geez. Okay. I need, you know, can't brings the thought of can't brings pain. Oh, don't think can't. Okay. You have trouble. There's a difference. And to say the second, but open for saying, I hate you to my brother. I didn't know what the hell I hate you meant. I heard it from older kids at school. And I thought it might be cool to throw it out there. I hate you. Well, that was at my own birthday party. My mom stopped the whole party and said, what'd you say? You don't ever tell your brother, anyone you hate them. Bent me over right there, embarrassed the heck out of me. Again, the next one for lying. So what do I learn out of those? Don't say I can't, don't hate, don't lie. Boy, when I did those, I felt pain. So what are the antonyms of those? Um, but instead of hate, understand you're having trouble, but don't believe you can't. 
and tell the truth, don't lie. Those are three great values. He was preparing me for you're going to need this in, in life. All right. It's interesting how he talks about being raised and getting into trouble for saying I can't or I hate or how bad lying was. You know, I think we can all relate. I think we can all relate to some of these basic values growing up. I know, I think I was raised with some of these similar rules, I guess, maybe minus all the abuse, of course, but I remember not being able to say, I can't, you know, that, 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 that phrase doesn't exist in this house or where there's a will, there's a way, you know, and, and, and not being able to say, I hate and stuff like that. So I think we can all relate to that. But it's interesting to me is that that's how I was raised. And now almost subconsciously, I have tried to instill some of those same values on my own kids' upbringing that I had in my upbringing. Um, not being able to say I hate and I can't and, and things like that. And I imagine McConaughey probably tries to instill some of those same values in his kids, you know. But with my one of my own daughters, Olivia, she'll sometimes get in this rut where she says I can't a lot about many different things. You know, if it's not easy right off the bat, it's impossible is how these kids think, you know. We actually just had a little dabble of this today when she was outside riding her new scooter she got for her birthday, electric scooter, and she was trying to ride it in the driveway and she couldn't get the hang of it and she said, I can't, I can't, this is way too hard. And we tried to figure out a way. We, uh, I tried to help her kind of understand and figure out a way to try to overcome her obstacle. So instead of circling it in the driveway, I said, well, let's take it out to the sidewalk. The sidewalk's nice and straight, right? So we can get on the sidewalk and you can just go straight and you don't have to steer really. And it worked out. She was, you know, she, she was able to turn it around and come back and she was, you know, smile ear to ear, super happy. And she, she overcame that I can't, you know, and that's kind of what I've always tried to do with my kids is, is help them figure it out instead of just jumping in and doing it for them. And uh, the same thing goes with I hate. Uh, we typically don't say that in my house. You know, me and my wife don't ever use the, the term. It's on TV, you know, it's in cartoons even quite a bit. So it's kind of hard to completely avoid. And I know they hear it other places, but, you know, we don't really bring it up. Also, stupid. Stupid's another one that I don't think I was able to say when I was a kid. But we never say it. I don't even know if my kids would know what it means. But that's another word we don't use. That's a that's a no-fly for me. I don't know. So do you have any of these values that uh, you remember growing up that your parents instilled on you when you were kids? Get a hold of me. You know, let me know. I'm kind of curious. Maybe I can... Uh, Maybe I can put them in my arsenal of things to use, right? All right, so let's continue this uh, clip that I cut. You know, it was also the time when I called when I called him to go to tell him I want to go to film school instead of law school. And he tells me, don't. Yeah. That was a striking story. And you know what happened? I've realized now, many years later, I think what happened in that moment is he heard, and that conversation lasted 25 seconds. Pop. What do you got, little buddy? Don't want to go to law school. Want to go to film school? You sure that's what you want to do? Yes, sir. 
beep, 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 beep. Well, don't half-ass it. Mm-hmm. Boom, sent me into flight. But what he heard in that conversation was his son, who we were brought up in a very structured family, disciplined. You work your way up a ladder. You follow the rules. He heard his son calling him to tell him. He, he could tell I was asked calling permission. Mm-hmm. He could tell I wasn't calling kind of, well, you know, I was thinking maybe. No, he heard my voice. I want to go to film school instead of law school. And he well, said, you also well, weren't calling because of failure, because you'd worked at law school. Right. But he heard that I was not bluffing. I was not really calling to ask his permission. And mm-hmm. in that moment, I think he heard what all parents want to hear. Yes, my child's going their own way. They mm-hmm. broke out the mold. Yeah, well, what you'd hope every parent would want to hear. I hope so, but you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't come. I, I, I have plenty of times before that that I asked him for things where I was bluffing, and he could tell where, Dad, can I, will you please get me the skateboard elbow pads and knee pads? I really want to be a skateboarder. Are you sure, your son? Yes, sir. Shit, I did skateboarding for three weeks, and then they gathered dust and got cobwebs. Damn it, that was a fad. You know, ah, I talked my dad into doing something and I didn't follow through on it. But he heard this time a resolve and a clarity in me. And I think on the other end of the line, he was going, that's my boy. Yeah, well, for him to make the, to give you the green light that rapidly, the situation must have been set up properly. And for the green light that he gave you to be accepted by you is exactly that, as encouragement. Yes, the situation must have been set up properly. Okay, so you talked about playing. I like that. They're going their own way. They're blazing their own trail. And I think, I think parents. Yeah, I think he's right. I, I really do think he's right that parents, that deep down, really like to hear that 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 their kid is is dedicating themselves and they are really going after something that they believe in. I think that's really true. That all parents kind of have that hope their child that that yes they're dedicated they're doing something on their own they're not just plotting down the same path that that maybe I did and I just uh, that just I don't know I just I love that and I think that's really true that that if you hear these words of conviction is that right that that your child or that your your daughter wants to do something and they're dedicated to it and in, in the back of your mind, you know, maybe that's that's what'll happen is yes, they're they're doing what I couldn't do. I think it's a generational thing that parents always want their kids to do better than they did growing up or in life. Like like my grandparents wanted my parents to probably be better than them. And my parents want me and my sisters to excel and almost be better than they were at that age. And that's exactly, you know, what I strive for with my own kids. I, I really hope that they do things that I couldn't do or that I didn't have the guts or the gumption to do. So what do you think of that? Making a choice, making a really, you know, big choice as I'm assuming as a young adult or a, uh, I don't know how old he was when he had that conversation with his father, but... So kids making their own choices, how would you react to that? How would you respond? I've started letting my kids, you know, granted on a much lesser level, I've started letting my kids make some of their own choices, you know, seven and four, um, clothing choices of the day, uh, dinner choices at the market, um, explaining how 
when you're in a quarrel or fighting with your sister. So how, how certain choices affect the outcome, I guess. And I feel like there, there are good ways to teach them about making good choices if you kind of show them the right way. And, you know, hopefully that helps them out when they're adults, I guess. Now, when I heard this short, granted that what I just played for you is quite a bit longer than what the short was, but anyways, kind of made me think, how would I approach this? This, essentially college. Going to college, not going to college situation. If my kid came to me and said, I want to do blank instead of blank, whatever, you know, something similar to his situation. Now, for me, personally, I didn't go to college right out of high school. I was, what, maybe 28 years old when I, you know, decided to go to college. I worked through a bunch of shit jobs prior to that and wasn't happy and, and they paid the bills and, and uh, you know, I, mean, I started making some money after a while. You get, I got into construction and other stuff like that, but then when the economy went to hell back in 2008 and I got laid off and I was thinking to myself, well, maybe I should do something with my time and find a career that's more stable, right? So I went to college when I was 28, but actually I've never used my degree, ever. So I got my, got my degree, never used it. I didn't, really ha I didn't have parents that pushed me to go to college right out of high school or run and go get a four-year degree and then kind of climb up that corporate ladder. They just kind of let me do what I wanted to do. And in some respects, yeah, looking back, Maybe I should have done things a little differently. Maybe I would have used my degree had I gone to college when I was 22 instead of, or when I'd gotten out of college when I was 22 instead of 32, you know? But in McConaughey's story, I myself always kind of liked the idea of film or comedy or doing something less traditional. It's kind of always appealed to me. Um, I kind of wish I had the balls to put myself out there more when I was younger in that age and make more matter-of-fact choices on XYZ as to what I want to do and just really go do it. So I think for me having that type of experience, I think I would be more inclined to let my daughters make a choice like this, like Matthew said, as long as they were convinced, as long as they believed in themselves and they weren't just thinking of doing this or, oh, I want to try this out type talk. If they were very matter-of-fact about it, I would be more inclined to kind of lean into it with it. Now, my wife, on the other hand, I don't think she would be quite as willing to let her daughters kind of go off and do something less traditional. She's worked very hard. She went to college right out of high school. She got a pre-med degree. Now she works in a, you know, a corporate environment. She's very successful at it. And I'm amazingly, you know, proud of her for that. So I think that's somewhat the same idea that she would have for our kids, you know, and that's, that's totally fine. But what do you do if one of your kids comes to you with all these different ideas or, or dreams and say she wants to open a, a mobile t-shirt shop out of a van? I don't know. Actually, that actually does sound pretty, pretty cool. Um, and if that's her dream, then what do you do? Do you force her to go to college where she may just bomb out anyways, you know, because she's resentful and hates it and didn't want that path? Or do you have her chase her dream that may change? Her dream may change over and over and over again. 
or she may chase the same dream and it may be futile and she may never reach what she's going for. So what would you do in that situation? I'd kind of really want to know. What if it was becoming a chef? What if it was going to chef school? What if it was going to fashion school in Paris for a year? You know, what? there's so many different questions and I think they're coming. They're not here yet. Our kids are young. My kids are young, but they're coming. And I think to an extent, you have to let your kids just chase the dream, right? That's that's the American dream. That's, I don't know, maybe I'm listening to too much Gary Vee. But they have to do what makes them happy. And if they're dedicated enough and resilient enough, and who's to say that they won't succeed? You know, we, we don't know. We can't tell the future, you know. Like I said, I mean, I'm not a doctor or a psychologist or anything, but these scenarios are going to be our reality at some point. So what do you think? What do you what would you let your son or daughter do? What is your opinion? Are you going to let them take path A, path B, path C? I don't know. So I know there wasn't a whole lot of parenting tips, quote unquote, tonight. I think just some interesting thoughts and insights, maybe. Um, by the way, check out that podcast with McConaughey and Peterson. It was actually really interesting, the whole thing. It's about an hour and a half long. I'll link that in the description of this podcast so you can find it. And I think that's it. So thank you for listening to Stay at Home Dads. Please uh, rate, review, uh, subscribe, something of that nature. I don't know where you're listening from, but you can find me on Instagram at VegasRamer. Check me out on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and I will talk to you soon.